0: Thank you for joining us for today's show. You can follow us on Facebook or visit our website at BeatitudesChurch.org. Beatitudes Radio, empowering people to enrich society. May God add a blessing to the reading, the hearing, and most of all, the doing of God's Word. To our family online, we say hello, and I just want to say thank you for your warm welcome. I really felt uh, welcome here. Thank you for the invitation. And I want to thank your pastors, Pastor Sandy and Pastor Dick for the invite. And I pray that as we listen to the still speaking God, that perhaps there'll be something that you will get out of this message. As you all know, this is the second Sunday of the second month of the year in which we celebrate Valentine's Day, Mardi Gras, and Ash Wednesday, and also we celebrate Black History Month. But I would be remiss if I did not mention that today is Transfiguration Day and it's the 57th Super Bowl Sunday, the biggest sports day in the world, where the competing teams are the San Francisco 49ers and the Kansas City Chiefs. Truly, it is an honor to be here with you on today. And I want to just stop for just a moment to share some unashamed plugs. My first plug is that on Wednesday is our unity day throughout the Southwest Conference. And you are invited to join us at 12 noon, no matter where you are or what time zone you may be in, to stop and pray, to pause and create sanctuary in the middle of your day, in the middle of your week. And then my other plug is that on We offer Joy to the Journey. Joy on the Journey is a podcast in which we invite you, members of the Southwest Conference, to share your stories. What brings you joy? It may be a grandchild or grandchildren. It may be your ministry. Whatever it is that you want to share, we invite you to be a part of that. So I say to you that I bring greetings to you from the executive board of the Southwest Conference of the United Church of Christ, our staff, and all of our siblings in the Southwest Conference. I now return you to your regularly scheduled program. On this Configuration Sunday, I ask for your prayers as I use for a topic of reflection. Mountain Top Meetup. And for our subtopic, I would just ask if you would turn to your neighbor and look them straight in the eye and say, is this live or Memorex? Let us pray. For every mountain, You've brought us over for every valley you brought us through. For this, we give you praise. God, we ask that you would bless this time. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, for you are our strength and there is no other help we know. It was Jesus who died on an old rugged cross, and all to him we owe. Amen. I like to always start with a story, and for those of you, I want you to understand that Transfiguration is a very significant time in the Christian calendar. It stands between Epiphany and Lent. And so I wanna share a little story about a little boy who went out in his front yard and he was throwing a ball up in the air. And one of the elderly passerbys asked the boy, what are you doing? And he replied, I'm playing a game of catch with God. I throw the ball up in the air and God throws it back. I'm in no position to comment on God's ability to play ball, but I do know that whatever goes up must come down. There may be exceptions, such as Charlie Brown's kite, but as a rule, whatever goes up must come down. The process is so predictable that you could refer to it as a scientific law. The same process applies to our lives. It is a good thing to go up to a wonderful experience with God, but we will become disillusioned if we do not remember that eventually we must come down again. The story of the Transfiguration is recorded in all three of the Synoptic Gospels, Mark, Luke, and Matthew. We have heard the reading from the Gospel of Mark Chapter 2, verse chapter 9, verses 2 through 9. And Mark's gospel is a gospel that is very fast moving. He uses the word immediately 42 times. And Mark intentionally sets this up in a way for us to know the context and the people who are in this story. The first question we may wanna ask ourselves is why does Mark focus on time? Matthew and Mark, they recorded as six days, Jesus took Peter, James, and John up a mountain. But Luke says in chapter nine that it was eight days, but whether it's eight days or six days, They went up a mountain and we believe it was Mount Tamor. But why a mountain? That's the question I asked myself as I looked at this passage. And for many of us here in the state of Arizona, we love the mountains. We go hiking on the mountains. We look down the mountain to see the glorious creation that God has given us. Perhaps they were going on a hike. I don't know why Jesus chose these three disciples, but we know that they had a mountaintop meetup. The Bible uses it in a Trinitarian kind of way to help us remember like faith, hope, and love. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And here we have Peter, James, and John. And two of them are brothers. Just as we also see Jesus, Moses, and Elijah. Moses representing the law. Elijah representing the prophets. And Jesus, the Messiah, who fulfills the law and prophecies. Jesus did something here that, many people have trouble understanding. He showed blatant favoritism. He had 12 disciples, but he chose only three to experience this miraculous transfiguration. He went from his human side and showed them who he really was when he was transfigured among Moses And Elijah. And it must have been a really unique experience. And it must have also been very shocking. As we heard the scripture, it said that the disciples were so afraid. Peter was so afraid, he didn't know what to say. So he said, Why don't we just build a home for you, Jesus, for Moses and Elijah, and just stay here forever? Isn't there times when we all want to just stay up on the mountaintop and never come back down to the valley? Because in the valley is where we have those experiences. The valley is where we go through, but when we get through, we have a breakthrough. And it's hard to get to without going through. And so some of us may be challenged this morning, dealing with sickness, dealing with relationships that are challenging, maybe even dealing with not knowing what lies ahead, an unknown future. But we do know that God is a God that cannot lie, that God loves all of us equally. And so some of us may think that the road that we're spending on has been harder than others, and it might have been. But I want you to know, Beatitudes, that God loves you with a love that is unending, and that no matter what you may be going through, it doesn't matter, God is still in the midst, and God is still speaking. Peter, he was easy to think about building a space to just stay where he was, but none of us can stay in a space of always having things go the way we want them to go. Eventually, we have to face reality, and these are the things that the disciples had to deal with. I find it interesting that Mark wanted us to know it was six days, he wanted us to know the place that it was a mountain, he wanted us to know the people who were involved, the disciples, and the fact that Elijah and Moses appeared. And it reminds me of how mountains are so beautiful. Mountains give you a, a sense of being on top of the world, being high and lifted, a feeling of oneness with the creation, a reminder of how awesome God is. I remember having a mountaintop experience It was in the state of Utah. I was at a ski resort called Sunbird. I don't know if some of you may even know about it. And another experience is when I was on um, Pikes Peak in Colorado. I went to Colorado for intentional clergy self-care. It was a 14-day mini-sabbatical where the view from my bedroom was of the Pikes Peak. While I was in Colorado, I visited with the Garden of the Gods where mountains and rock formations took on the types of creative shapes that were mind blowing. It was all in all its beauty. It was just amazing, it was mesmerizing. Both Pikes Peak and Garden of the God experiences were like a transfiguration. It changed my life. I mean, my life was not the same after having experienced that. And I imagine it was like that for the disciples. Mountaintop experiences are designed to give us a renewed hope, to strengthen our faith and increase our trust in God. But it also requires something very special, and that is to listen to listen to the still speaking God, to close out all of the noise and the distractions and the things that people may say that are negative to take you off track or where God is calling you to. While things may not be the way you want them to be, they're not the way they used to be because God is still speaking. And so I invite you, to just incline your ear. But remember that when you go up on the mountain, sometimes your ears get kind of stuffy and you can't quite hear God clearly. And it's once you come down that they pop and you're able to hear clearly. Sometimes when you go up on the mountain, the altitude is so high that it takes your breath away. It may even cause you to have a headache But remember, God is still with you. I live at the foothill of South Mountain, and I absolutely love every morning, every day, looking at the mountains and saying how beautiful they are. Mountaintop experiences are awesome. But God never meant us Beatitudes to live on top of the mountaintop. This biblical story about the transfiguration is for us to understand more deeply that there's more in store for you and for me. And so while it is challenging to really figure out what God is saying, we have to listen, open our hearts and open our eyes to see what God is saying to the church. Just as the disciples with Jesus discovered that God is not only on the mountaintop meetups, but we too will have mountaintop meetups and we will have valley experiences. How do we know? The key is to always listen. Listen to God and not the voices of distractions. Listen to God and not the naysayers. Listen to God and not the haters. Listen to God and not the doomsday whisperers who say that we're not going to be here much longer. God has the final say and trust God even when you can't trace God. As I prepare to close, I want you to remember that when you are in a mountaintop meetup, you will also have some back valley experiences. But that is a time for you to discern what God is saying and where God is leading to you next. For you do have a next. Beatitudes... Ministry may take us in new forms. It may not be the way it has always been, but nevertheless, your mission and your ministry will still be life-giving. It will still be transformative to you, the family of believers, and this community if you just hold on. This Transfiguration story is your story. It's a sacred journey, and it's a sacred story of connection to God who is still speaking. Your sacred story is intended for your renewal. I'm going to say that again. Your sacred story is intended for your renewal, for your survival. Not just survival, but for you to thrive. God is still speaking on the mountaintop and in the valley. I close with this story. Since it's Super Bowl Sunday, I thought it might be nice to end with a Super Bowl story. And so I close with a story about a man named Jack. Jack received a free ticket to the Super Bowl from his job. And of course, he was so excited, but unfortunately, When he arrived at the stadium, he realized his seat was in the last row in the corner of the stadium. He was closer to the Goodyear blimp than to the field. About halfway through the first quarter, Jack noticed an empty seat ten rows off the field right on the 50-yard line he decided to take a chance, and he made his way through the stadium and around the security guards to the empty seat. As he sat down, Jack asked the gentleman sitting next to him, excuse me, is anyone sitting here? The man said, no, help yourself. Extremely excited, Jack said, wow, this is a great seat for the game. And he said to the man, this is incredible. Who in their right mind would have a seat like this at the Super Bowl and not use it? The man replied, well, actually the seat belongs to me. I was supposed to come with my wife, but she passed away this is the first Super Bowl we have not been together since we got married in 1979. And Jack said, that's really sad. Couldn't you find someone to take the seat? A relative, a close friend, or a church member? And Jack's, and the man said, no, they're all at the funeral. I have to laugh at that every time I read it. (laughs) But as we are still in the Black History Month, I want to remind us that in the words of Howard Howard Thurman, may you have a listening ear and eyes that are willing to see that God has a plan for you And that the best is still yet to come. Amen. Thank you for joining us for today's show. You can help us to continue this program by making your donations at BeatitudesChurch.org backslash online-giving Beatitudes Radio, empowering people to enrich society.